Apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Mac Home Mortgage, an equal housing lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. Throwing jabs, always full sand. Here we go again. Jared, Joe, and Jay's Clover Crest, top three corner man. Punching in with a punch's chance. We find a way to win. The main event, lock it in. Every Saturday at 10, the overhand is out of hand. When it comes to fist of cuffs, slide a hand on the undercard. You'll never see the punch. Uppercut, got your missing wave. Feet are stepping late. Keep your guard up, feeling faint from a faint. Take a stand and eight, then retaliate. Put up your duke, stick and move. Bob and wave, don't lose hope against the ropes. There's always an escape. Never stay down. One more round, bells ringing, counter punch with your chin tucked and go down swinging we bringing crosses with no worship hooks with no verses combinations with no locks when you feel the flurry of curtains from scrub scraps to fight stats relax if you want the facts because the best combat podcast is throwing jabs welcome to throwing jabs part of the cmg sports network i'm joe mcguire along with jared jones a couple of big fights in the boxing world over the last six days We will start with last night's very impressive victory from Shakur Stevenson beating Robeson Conceso via unanimous decision 118-108-117-109-117-109. The only thing he did wrong was lose a point for uh, tossing Conceso across the ring. I thought Stevenson looked brilliant. This was a dominant master class on the part of Shakur Stevenson. My disappointment, Jared, and my concern going forward is he really picked up the pace late. He wanted to close this fight out. Conceição's got the heart of a champion, obviously. He couldn't put him away. Conceição was the real fighter in that ring. Um, This reminded me of Mayweather and Marquez. Missing weight, not caring, paying the extra money, uh, Instagram famous, fighting a smaller guy with the the heart of a champion, by the way. Um, Coming in late and then not even trying to make weight. 
Uh, you hit him low probably 40, 50 times. Oh, yeah. He I was hitting that him. front hip every, like, I, I you could have taken like, 10 points from Stevenson, and I would have been like, yeah, he's still hitting him low, though. I want to say it was like the fifth round they were showing the body work of Stevenson. Oh, yeah. You remember that? Andre Ward was like, well, yes. that one's low. That one's low. Oh, that, oh, that was, was also low. Oh, that one's all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, highlighting all the low blows. Uh, but, yeah, I was going to say Great there had to be work. at least 20. You just said 40. And you're probably I, – I think I'm underestimating because I didn't want to sound absurd, but he over and over again. Although, again, right, I mean, listen. You go count them. I bet 40 is a closer number than 20 is. Oh, I'll bet. I'll, I'll bet. I, again, I, I was going to say something like 50. Uh, to be kind of yeah. hyperbolic, and then I thought about it, and I'm like, don't say that. That sounds like way too many. Uh, but yeah, you know, I the mean, most, it was like notable. The most notable thing that happened, the most conversational piece for me here. Um, totally unprofessional. Thank you, Tony. Disappointing. Modern fighters, unprofessional, no discipline. Right, Instagram. He comes in playing the music, comes in with the rapper and the lights and the BS, and you're bigger than the guy you're fighting. You handpicked a guy. You came in bigger than him. Now you don't want to fight him fair? You handpick him and won't fight him fair? Garbage. So the one thing that really stuck out to me here is when they say, what's next for Shakur Stevenson? Well, Loma will wax that ass. Excuse me. Um... And they're Listen, talking about pro- Tank Hold Davis. on, that's so a that's professional opinion that... from you. That's okay. You can say things like okay. whack that ass. <laughs> you're, you're authorized. So, okay. Cool, cool. But when they said Tank Davis, I honestly thought to myself at the end of that fight, do I like Shakur Stevenson less than Tank Davis now? Like, has he, with this last fight, this this Floyd Mayweather process of cheating every little part of the game you can? Um, The gloves. I didn't hear this. I didn't see it. I didn't read it. Looked like they had different gloves on. Looks like Stevenson had the puncher's gloves on and, uh, and can say so had foam. I can't confirm that. But it looked like the guy had every single advantage. And you know where I remember the starting was... Uh, uh, Sugar, Sugar, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard and Marvin Hagler, where it was bigger gloves, bigger ring. I want to be able to run from him as, as much as I want. And all of these little step stipulations, 70-40 split and all of these things they wanted so that the fighter goes in and says, yeah, I want to fight. And that's what Kinsaisal did. Two hours, he had to wait to weigh in so that Shakur Stevenson could go play ping pong at the rec center. Because he never planned on trying to make weight. Sal wastes those two hours, then shows up at the negotiation table to try to figure out if they can make a fight. Now, he could have taken his paycheck and went home. Yep. Full pay, go home, fight somebody you can beat for the title. And didn't. There was a good, a good fighter in that ring. There was a, there was a, 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 a guy worth looking up to. And a guy that everyone's looking up to that nobody should be. This is not the guy. He'll be the he'll be the guy at the end um, um, the, with the with the Deontay Wilder mentality of I still think I'm the greatest with four losses. 
lose some favor is understated for me. I didn't. I wasn't a huge fan of this guy before, you know. And yeah, Tank makes weight. I'll take it. It's it's crazy to say because I wanted anybody to beat Tank, and now you put these two guys in the ring together, and if there's a way for both of them to get knocked out, that's what I want to happen. <laughs> a double knockout, knock Wouldn't each other out. What's the prop line on that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, man. Uh, listen, um, I understand your take and Tony's. I thought Stevenson looked great. I mean, the low blows aside, the missing <laughs> weight, you know, I thought he Great fought. is how your boy looked before that, Joe. Great is how your boy looked before that. Professional. Put himself in no danger. Four and a half rounds got his guy out of there. Because Sean Davis, your guy, is oh, the he real looked, deal. Oh, he I'll is, tell you. That is a I, fight. Uh, fair enough. Uh, well, I, I'm happy to wrap up Shakur Stevenson talk here because, and, and listen, I agree. I, I think moving up, my concern about Shakur Stevenson all along is that he doesn't, I, I mean, with nine knockouts, he just doesn't have, the power to finish. I don't know if moving up is. Uh, well, he, ha- he takes clean punches. You watch anybody he fought and it's like guys where their technique, their skill level, their size, they don't have any advantages and they're hitting him with clean punches. When somebody who can punch it, don't let tank hit you clean. Five pounds bigger than you. Well, four pounds bigger than you were. Should be seven, but whatever. Same the straight time. right hand, yes. Hey, in the first round, this is a great – Kinsesa should have capitalized on what Valdez was doing with Stevenson in April as far as landing the straight right hand as well. You can't just throw haymakers at southpaws. This is a great take. I saw it in the first, second, third round. Um, and I think after the first round, it was Andre Ward said something about he's got to follow that with the jab. And I'm literally with my wife sitting in here yelling, no, no, not against Stevenson. He's so conditioned to that that everything comes off of the jab that when you lead with the right hand, he's just takes it on the front of his face and keeps fighting. <laughs> he's made no adjustment for it either. That was again the punch, the body work. This this guy gets hit to a la Tank Davis. He gets hit way too much. He gets hit too much. There's a couple guys out there. They just don't play good enough defense. Ryan Garcia is another one. Who I like, he'd probably lose to these guys, but I, but I like him as a fighter. He's making the growth and growing, going through the process and making weight. You don't just get to miss weight and beat a smaller guy and to get. Yeah, no, no. Listen, let's talk about what happened from the opening bell to the final bell. Just that, because I'm, I'm so. I mean, dude, to come home and blow it like that too. You show up and you're like, hey, no belts, and I'm going to leave without belts no matter what happens tonight. I mean, that is embarrassing, and he acknowledged how embarrassed he was by it. So credit for that. And and he's, you know, he said there was no more weight to lose. He just, he was peeing orange. So I, I, don't, I don't think that he didn't try uh, to do it at home with a couple of hours i mean if it could have been done i think he would have done it but that said the footwork is phenomenal his ability to gauge distance is phenomenal can say so i 
That's a gold medalist. By the time this guy got to the middle rounds, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was pretty rough. And all you could hope for, and I did, was that Conceza was going to land something. <laughs> something clean, something big, because, yeah. And he did. That's the thing. He just wasn't big enough. He's not yeah. hitting hard enough, and he wasn't big enough. He's an Olympic. He's, he's more of an Olympic-style boxer who's going to get, you know, beat you on points. Before we get to Canelo Triple G, I would like to talk about Keyshawn Davis for a couple of minutes because, my God. <laughs> it seemed to me. I mean, he Can I just finished. say before you start, he missed the under by 12 seconds. Like, great <laughs> performance, but I'm a little upset at you. I'm a little upset at you, Keyshawn. You missed the under by 12 seconds, four and a half rounds. He... <laughs> Said he was going to finish him in the fifth. I think he could have finished him in the third. And it seemed to me, Jared, like he just wanted to get some work in. Maybe put himself into a little adversity and do some things. Uh, listen to the corner. Right. That he got that right hand, just like they told him it was going to happen. To, to hear the way people talk about this guy and, and now to have seen his last few fights, man, and he's only got 13 fights to his name. This guy's fast-tracked, and I, I'm, I was so impressed, man. Keyshawn Davis, just another brilliant performance. Um, And I, I, I'm not sure it was about getting work in. Um, Outshine Stevenson again. Yeah, yeah, this guy's a top prospect for sure. Um, but I don't, I don't know if it was about getting work in or taking some punches or anything so much as no windows. That's what I say about Cyril Gaon, zero windows. Just don't ever open the window for the other guy to land a punch. He was going to get that. Could he have walked in the first round and mopped that guy up? Yeah, probably. It looked like he could have done that whenever he wanted, but he wanted to do it with zero risk. And that showed, right? I mean, that was that was very, very impressive. Tough kid, too. Yeah, you know what? When when he this is the other thing, when he, he got the knockdown, he 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 rushed him, but he was careful and violent. No windows, yeah. Right? I mean, my goodness. I, I again I think you see a lot of fighters in that situation. You either don't have the killer instinct or sometimes you just rush in a little too much. I just thought he was really smart about the way he played it, landed all. I mean, he landed those big lefts against the ropes. Snap. I mean, it was who human being. Now, here's the ah, here comes the psych stuff. Um, What you're talking about is like an animalistic instinct. Blood in the water. You know, go kill. And some people go in too far, fast, and some people are still tentative. And there's these animalistic instincts. I saw a guy who was choked out come back too. The ref didn't know he was choked out. The guys were all tangled up. He didn't know he was out. And the guy came too. And what happened next is he fought like an animal fighting for its life. And that is what he was at the time. Now, as human beings, we lose track and go to instinct when we deal with trauma. And that's what happened. 
So you've got this line between being an animal and being a, a, a the top of the food chain animal, the human being with the that doesn't have to rely on your instincts. We've got this great big, you know, um, um, uh, frontal lobe that that like makes all human type decisions that we don't have to deal with our instincts all the time. And he's able to, when he's hurting or when he's being hurt, stay stay focused in that humanistic mentality and not let that animal go that's part of why we watch that's part of the entertainment value is it's the animalistic reality of it but when you have that other guy hurt and you want to get him out of there and it's just about to be over and there's this animalistic thing that did not happen to Sean davis and that that ability comes with thorough conditioning and if you're not conditioned like that, you just never get it. You see guys make simple mistakes that are boxing 101 mistakes that they've never been conditioned to keep the windows closed even though the other guys hurt. And that's what Kashawn Davids did, like a, like a smart, thinking human being and not, a, not an animal who had another animal hurt, which let's be clear, he was both at the time. <laughs> I love that. That was crazy. Um, all right, Canelo Alvarez wins a unanimous decision victory over Gennady Golovolkin 116 112, 115, 113, 115, 113. That completes the trilogy. It goes obviously in favor of Canelo. I thought that was kind of interesting. He's been not he's on box rack. Uh, what, what list? Literally, uh, where did I just see this? Yeah, pound for pound rankings. Canelo drops for more. This is on CBS Sports, ESPN, and CBS, huh? Yeah, isn't that something? Huh? You, you know, coming off of well, a bibble loss. I think, but listen, if they didn't drop him out of the top five, they just dropped him from one to two. He is coming off a bad loss and against a 40-year-old guy, he fought well, but it's not like he, I don't think he definitively answered anything here in this fight. I mean, he got off to a much better start, triple G, too little, too late. But did some things you didn't want him to do if you're Canelo. If you're Canelo, you couldn't have those last four rounds and still think you are who you are. He's caught himself stumbling on his words a few times, too, being the undefeated greatest ever. Nobody can ever listen. And for as much as I'm not. <laughs> yeah. The, so you got to read that with the heavy sarcasm. Kudos to Canelo for putting off to the trilogy <laughs> until after Triple G turned 40. So all of that said, he's lo he's losing a step here. He's losing a step here. He's obviously on the tail end here. A lot of mileage. Um, not the biggest fan of, of Alvarez, but I have to say this is a fighter's fighter. This is the this is what we want out of our fighters. Fight the best guys, well, before they're 40. Um, when you're young, go in and fight Floyd, uh, move up and challenge Bivol, you know, talks about Beterbiev. 
um, this is what you want. This is what you want from your champions. And there's a lot of other guys not doing what Canelo's doing. So for as much as he he wants to go out there and dominate every fight, he's not there anymore. And um, thank you. Thank you for being a fighter's fighter, fighting too often and fighting the best guy you can get to get in the ring with you um, most of the time. Yeah, yeah waited three he years. signed three three years ago with the zone to make that fight as Canelo put him off. Actually, I, and I was wrong. Canelo had dropped at least on this list. I'm looking at to fourth, fifth you on ESPN. Oh, yeah, he's fourth on CBO. Oh, wow. Um, I'm not a Canelo guy. I, 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 and I never have been, and I, and I don't, I don't think I will ever be, but. I don't know. Tough guy, a lot of fights, fighters fighter. Not the not the biggest fan. Yeah. Corners are all the same size. I like bummed. that. That was a good quote. Yeah, right. Whoever he uh, fought before his bivel fight had a had the ring extended two feet or like got a something for a bigger ring, and he was like, all the corners are the same size. It doesn't Triple matter. Triple G, by the way, there. pointed out he's still a champion and called Chris Eubank Jr. out uh, after the fight. So, Triple G not going anywhere. And I'm happy about that, to be honest. I uh, I feel good about that. Good guy. All right, coming up, we've got our Who You Got, your pound for pound. The new rankings are out. We'll give you our list for not just boxing, all of combat sports next throwing jazz there's no bigger investment than home ownership and to make sure the house is up to your standards you need a professional to look it over brian flanagan from shamrock home inspections is a licensed home inspector and a member of the connecticut association of home inspectors brian was a contractor for over 15 years so he knows how homes should be constructed and how mechanicals should work what makes me a good home inspector was the 20 years that i was a home improvement person all the different repairs that I have done and what other people have done wrong that I had to go out and fix. So I have a pretty quick eye on seeing what's right and what's wrong. Before you move, call Shamrock Home Inspections. Before you make the biggest investment of your life, call Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections at 860-268-2566 or visit shamrockhomeinspectionct.com. All right, we are back. It's our Who You Got segment. Jared's going to grab his list. Our top five pound for pound rankings for all of combat sports. I would say we just sort of talked about the, the pound for pound list in boxing. I'm sure there's going to be quite a bit of crossover. Did you find your list? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Perfect. I thought the dog might have eaten it. And that dog is adorable. Do you want to give your list first? Oh, yeah, I might as well. It's All nice right. and easy. Go ahead. Nice and easy. Um, I don't want to mess with the UFCs. I kind of like this top five. Balkanovsky, Adesanya, Oliveros, Manangano. I'm okay with that. Maybe in slightly different order. Olivero over Asanya. Usman, maybe move Adesanya down twice. I'm going to up once. I don't know. Those are the five guys. Those are the five guys. If Leon Edwards is six, 
<laughs> and they're pound for pound list. Those yeah. are the five guys. So I did MMA and boxing. MMA in no specific order, order but UFC has them. Volkanovski, Adesanya, Oliveira, Usman, and Gunn. And now uh, as far as boxers, um, I like to use Brock's rec. They still have Canelo based on the, you know, numbers of fights and on a formula that he came up with <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 <laughs> um i can't i don't really want to use butter spence until they fight and i know that's uh selfish um but that's just how i'm feeling right now i don't feel comfortable putting them on that list until they fight each other one of them's gonna win and then they'll belong on this list um that said we've got a we've got three weeks from now you already know what i'm gonna say savannah marshall ends up on everybody's list so number five savannah marshall um number four i have Baturbiev. this guy's a monster and just needs the fights if he gets bivel he beats him if he gets canelo he beats him there's nobody at light heavyweight's gonna beat this guy his best fight is Usyk to move back down that is the best fight we can make in the world right now is Usyk versus baturbia um so i'm putting baturbia four at three in a way just a pound for pound like that's why we have these conversations is for people like Inoue in a way. Um, at number two, Katie Taylor just became the greatest female fighter of all time by the numbers when she beat Serrano. And that was perhaps the greatest female fight of all time. So Katie Taylor, if she's not on, on your top five boxing, number one female pound for pound list, you don't know what you're doing. And at number one, again, we make these lists for a reason. Alexander, cover your mouth, Usyk. Number one, moving up to heavyweight, could, could still probably make 190, 195, 205, and he's getting ready to fight a guy 260. Yeah, there, there's a hot take. Canelo took a beating from Bivol to avoid a worse beating from Paterbia. That is that that's about as hot a take as you're going to get right there, boy. Ted, serious. Yes. All right. So Jared's list, Usyk, Taylor, Inouye, Paterbiev, and Marshall. All right. I like that. I will unveil my full list in a minute. I'm going to give you just this is my top five combat sports. Pound for pound, starting at number five, Charles Oliveira. Uh, despite his 23 and nine record, 21 submissions, nine knockouts, he's been a monster uh, over his last dozen fights. He's been on another level. And so that's why he's on the list. I agree with you about this fella. And I, in a way, 23 and 20 knockouts and I'm just great power too for a little guy. Again, that's why we do have these pound for pound lists. Another of the most dangerous people on the planet, Alexander Volkanovsky, 25 and one 12 case, three submissions. Having beaten Max Holloway. 
he he just to me stands above and beyond everybody else. You know, whether you're an Ortega or whomever, you 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 seemingly don't have any chance in the ring against this guy, and he's talking about moving up. This dude's straight up on my list. He's gonna be number one on the list after he beats Spence. Bud Crawford, 38 0, 29 by way of the knockout. Spence is the one that's been running from Bud. Let's be clear about that. Spence has really no other place to go but Spence. That's that that's why that's why he's doing it. And he ran out of the stadium last time he attended a Bud fight. He gained seven pounds and ran out of the stadium, if I remember right. <laughs> I still think Bud Crawford is a next level boxer. I, I, you know, Spence is probably six or seven. If I'm, if I'm making a list and I'm being honest, I've never cared for him. I just think Bud's the man. And I'm with you a million percent. There's nobody better than Alexander Usyk, 19 and 0, 13 knockouts. I had said to you and my brother, Tony, I was concerned that, you know, sometimes, Kind of like with Stevenson, I'd like to see more knockouts, less decisions, but pound for pound, I'd take this guy fist fighting, as you said, anybody in any division uh, up or down easily. Oh, yeah. Pound for pound. Yeah. At 200, he's better than Tyson at 260. It's just what it is. Is Tyson Fury 20% better than no? No, you sick. Yeah, and I'll take that. I like that. I certainly, you know, Bud is the outlier for us here. Say again. Bud has become the outlier for us here. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. And you know what? I I would also. I mean, if I was to extend my list out, Shevchenko, Katie Taylor's on the list. Um, I would still put. I would still put the Lioness on there for sure. Amanda Nunez. Francis Ngannou certainly would be in my top 10 list here. If Tyson Fury is active, he's on my list. I think he's going to fight Anthony Joshua. If that be the case, he's definitely in my top 10. Hmm. I wish Jace was here to tell us about some wrestler at Penn State who's number four. On his <laughs> <list>. <laughs> Watch out for that guy. Uh, Virgil Ortiz Jr. is still uh, still worth keeping an eye on, too. I just have to say that name out loud because in that Spence Crawford weight class, let's be fair, he's coming up behind uh, Bud and knocking guys out quicker than he did. A la Savannah Marshall and Shields. Look at the record. She's stopping girls that Shields went the distance with. Yeah, Ortiz Jr. Keep an eye out. That's the guy. I would really like to make Savannah Marshall, and I'd love to make them fight for you. If I could set that up, if I could set them up fighting, I would do it. Marshall and Shields? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're fighting on the 15th of October. They signed it. <laughs> oh. Wait. Do you, yeah, that's a, a Jace hot take. Tatiana Suarez. 
you know, except for the cancer and the weight issues <laughs> and the fact she's not that great of a fighter. But uh, all the other reasons about Besides her. That, she beat fighter. Anthony Johnson. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, you got a flurry for today? Uh, yeah. Yeah, a little one. All right. Don't stay stuck. It's not just uh, advice for other people. It's advice I take myself. Um, been going through a hard time and told some friends of mine I wasn't here 30 days ago. And I won't be here 30 days from now. And I think that's the, the trouble that some of us have. We make concessions in our life where our, our feelings take over. Either our heart or our brain starts driving and doesn't take any notes or influence from the other and we get ourselves into trouble um if we're doing things that are unhealthy or not working out we need to walk away from them the greatest relationships are the ones that both parties will walk away from i think uh take joe and i for example great relationship there's things we don't do to each other because i know joe respects himself and joe knows i respect myself and we've got that kind of relationship where we hold each other responsible for our words, for our behaviors. We call each other out on a regular basis. Um, Dizzle is right there with us. Uh, my friend Tove repeatedly, even my daughter, 15-year-old Trinity at this point, we call each other out. We make each other better. And that's how I think conflict should work. Conflict should work like stones in the ocean because we've got these really hard, sharp edges that hurt, you know, and we clink up against each other. And sometimes we like even break parts of us break off. But the ultimate result of that process is a, a, a gathering of smooth stones that those sharp edges have all been rubbed off as a result of knocking up against each other, a result of that conflict and that constant dragging across the ground together makes us whole, makes us smooth, and makes us who we are. And if we're not knocking up against each other like that, we're not doing it right. If there's something going wrong in your life and it's been more than 30 days, it's time to change it or it will become a part of who you are. Thank you. Hi, everyone. I'm Ovin Muniz, host of the All Four Downs podcast. Football season is near, and we have the podcast for you. Subscribe and follow the YouTube channel for insights on picks, sports betting, on all NFL, college football, and the upcoming XFL games. All Four Downs. Presented by Clovercrest Media. Make sure you check out that show. I've been nailing upsets like nobody's business. We do that Thursday nights. All right, uh, Jared, thank you for a brilliant flurry. And yes, and thank you for always calling me out. And you can bet I'll do the same, especially when you leave Terrence Crawford off your pound for pound list. <laughs> That's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for watching. Be sure you check us out on social media at Throwing Jabs. You can also visit clovercrestmedia.com backslash Throwing Jabs. For Jared Jones, I'm Joe McGuire. We'll catch you next week for Throwing Jazz.
throwing jabs, always full send. Here we go again. Jared Joe and Jay's Clover Crest, top three corner man, punching in with a punch's chance. We find a way to win. The main event, lock it in. Every Saturday at 10, the overhand is out of hand when it comes to fist of cuffs. Slide a hand on the undercard, you'll never see the punch. Uppercut, got you missing wave, feet are stepping late. Keep your guard up, feeling faint from a faint. Take a stand in eighth, then retaliate. Put up your duke, stick and move, bob and weave. Don't lose hope against the ropes, there's always an escape. Never stay down. One more round, bells ringing, counter punch with your chin tucked and go down swinging. We bringing crosses with no worship, hooks with no verses, combinations with no locks. When you feel the flurry of curtains, from scrub scraps to fight stats, relax if you want the facts, cause the best combat podcast is throwing jabs.